Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I'm really excited because we have Ikanch Tembe um, on my podcast. I'm hoping I said that right. Um, Ikanch founded Beyond Borders and was also one of the five recipients of the Power of Children's Award. Um, with that being said, I have gotten to meet him in person, so that was a lot of fun. Um, so, Ikanch, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's great to be here, Sammy. Thank you. Uh, so to start off, I guess I'll just say that my favorite part about my project, Sammy's Buddy Bench Project, is being able to meet people like you and being able to connect and also motivate other people. Um, so can you start off by telling us a little bit about your project and what inspires you um, to keep on doing it and what inspired you to just start Beyond Borders? That's a great introduction because that's exactly what I wanted to hit on. The, the part of it that allows me to meet these amazing people, hear incredible stories and be inspired by them and then use their stories to inspire other people. So then this pursuit of stories is what inspires me and what keeps me going, but that's not exactly what made me start, right? So uh, my Beyond Borders project is has been ongoing for the past about five years. So I started it in 2017 when I visited the US-Mexico border for the first time. So at that time, in, in my perception, I'd never seen the country more divided, right, than it was on these issues of, of border security and immigration. I'd been seeing these heated debates on national television um, and, and these compelling arguments I was hearing on both sides of the political spectrum that had made it difficult for me to understand the real problem. And it was this feeling of loss and sort of inability to, to see the full picture, the, the complete picture that sparked my curiosity about how the border looks and the need to analyze the impact that the border has on residents, immigrants, the border patrol agents, experts. And there was of course only one way to discover the truth, which was to go and see it for myself. So and that's what that's what began this, this first journey to the US-Mexico border to Brownsville, Texas, to Laredo, Texas. And, and from there just kept growing because I met these incredible people, heard these amazing stories and, and these inspiring and heartbreaking stories. And, and that's really what compelled me to keep going. So like, for instance, um, at, in Brownsville, Texas, the very first per- person that I interviewed was a patrol agent, uh, right, right about like half a mile inside of the border. And she told me the story of a mother who had to float her two-year-old daughter across the Rio Grande River because she was being threatened by the cartel that they would take her away. So she had to make the decision between staying back, fighting off the cartel or relinquishing her daughter or, or floating her across the Grand in the hopes that she'd be adopted on the other side. So then stories like these is, is, is what I kept pursuing and, and now what I hope to share. So then that brings me to the second part of the Beyond Borders project. So after visiting seven world borders that included the Korean DMZ, the uh, borders of Israel, um, the borders of Iraq. Now what I do is I do public speaking at various conferences and events all over the country in the hopes of sharing these stories in order to prompt evaluation, to, to force action, because these stories, they, what they do is they force people to consider a new perspective, to, to be exposed to something that 
they've never even been privy to in their entire lives. Most people can't even imagine that these things are happening. So by sharing these realities, uh, even even the the beautiful parts of the border, like by like uh, like across some parts of the uh, of the Rio Grande, by Big Bend National Park, for instance. Um, sharing every aspect, every perspective that I've seen along this 1900 mile long border and then seven other world borders along with it. Um, I invite the audience to consider a lot of perspectives and, and through that I've been able to meet a lot of great people like you have been able to and, and it's been really special for me. Yeah, I think that's really cool and a lot, it's, um, what you do is something that not a lot of people really take action to or think about. Um, so I think when I heard your story and your mission, I thought it was really cool because it's not really something that I've heard much about. And I think that you're definitely bringing like awareness to it and helping and just the way, like helping um, helping so many people and like, you're changing lives. So I think that's really cool. And I know from looking at your Instagram that you take a lot of different photos um, and a bunch of different like varieties of photos um and they each like tell stories which is really cool um and I know I love taking photos I'm not very advanced or anything but your photos are like really cool so um uh, yeah so can you tell us a little bit about maybe the photos like what kind of stories they tell and do you like taking like uh, photos of the landscapes or photos of people better because they're both really good that's a great question Sammy so um uh, within the Beyond Borders project specifically. So I've taken, I've made over 20,000 photographs probably at this point, over 20,000 over the, over the last five years, four and a half years. So between those, you know, I've done a little bit of everything, but the central theme around it is fine art documentary. So that's the, that's the genre of photography that, that my Beyond Borders work fits in. And photography is an enormous part of this project. So uh, obviously I, I told you how many photos I've taken, but all of them tell stories. They all have, they're all, they're all meant to tell a story paired with these, these hundreds of interviews that I do. So then when I do public speaking, for instance, I make sure I have like a big projector and like a presentation screen behind me. And, and I present these photos along with telling the stories that I heard. So and seeing these images visually creates a connection between the scene that's depicted in the image and the person that's viewing it. Often people are more compelled to take action by seeing a reality, by seeing the struggles that somebody goes through, by seeing what they live in, by seeing their lifestyle, than just by hearing it. So it kind of brings these stories to life is what I think. And, and that's all within this genre of fine art documentary that includes portraits, that includes landscapes, that includes still lives, everything across these world borders. So then uh, that's, that's within the Beyond Borders scope. And then outside of the Beyond Borders scope, photography has been a huge passion of mine, something that I've explored intellectually for about six or seven years now. So dating back to, to sixth or seventh grade in school. So I've been taking photography in school for that long and you know, developing my craft and, and using it as, as an art form, using it as fine art to, that, that tells stories. And that's, that's the value that I see in art, in, in developing arts, to, is to tell a story, whether that's to make change or whether to illuminate an idea or, or, or draw comparisons between two different things, juxtapose two different concepts, whatever that is, art has the unique ability to do that. And that's, that's what attracts me to it. 
right? So as for portraits versus landscapes outside of Beyond Borders, I'm a bigger fan of portraits personally, because um, that's just how I enjoy telling stories, you know, whether that's in a professional like studio environment using artificial lighting and, and particular techniques and themes or, or outside of or outside of the studio in an environmental setting. So uh, for instance, I launched this cohesive idea that I explored through photography called uh, dreamscapes. So then I sort of concocted these like absurd scenes that highlighted uh, the absurdities of dreams and how they reflect our present reality, like our, our aspirations, our fears, our desires. And uh, I used like really high contrast black and white portraits and, and, and uh, long exposure shots to, to set this reality and to, to bring this idea to life. So playing with portraiture to, to, to expound ideas like these is, is just something that I love to do. Yeah, I love that. And I love, like, I think I love how you bring art into your mission and what you do. I think it definitely um, helps other people become more aware of it as well. And it helps people to connect with it, uh, like you were saying. So I think that's really cool how you're, um, like, combining the two um, and all that you're doing. Uh, so for me personally, Sammy's Buddy Bench Project um, has had a positive impact on me. And I have learned so many new things that I never thought I would, or I've met many new people that I never thought I would meet. Um, plus seeing how I inspire other people or how I, um, my project has inspired other people makes me smile as well. So uh, you have so many different aspects of Beyond Borders, but in general, how, um, what is one thing that, or, okay, so I'm gonna try to reword this, but how has Beyond Borders impacted you uh, the most? So I've I touched on this earlier a little bit, but what's impacted me the most, uh, the aspect of this, of this endeavor is meeting people, is, is really diving into the lives of, of, of these immigrants, border patrol agents, uh, experts, residents, people who, who live these stories that I tell. So as these people shared their stories with me, you know, I felt like I was living through them. I was living through their stories with them. And, and I built a connection with these people. That was really, really special to me. Um, and that was difficult for me to do at first. And it's difficult for a lot of people, you know, uh, walking up to a random stranger to a random border patrol agent on the side of the road and trying to strike up a conversation to, to learn something new and, and to understand their perspective. But I, I got the hang of it as time went on that, became something that, that I really began to value, um, you know, that ability to, to connect with somebody on such a personal level that they trust you, they trust you with the story of their life. So being able to use their stories to give them a voice and, and create this change that I was talking about through public speaking uh, has been really meaningful to me. So, you know, I find these, I find this meaning, this, this, this value, this inner value in, in helping others. And in the process, you know, I've learned a lot about myself and the person that I am, as, as I'm sure you have through Sammy's Buddy Bench Project, you know, you learn that you love helping people to, 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 to quell this, this loneliness that so many people feel, right? So uh, parallel to that, that, that's what I try to do. I try to help people understand the, the perspective that somebody else is living. And that's difficult to do sometimes, but that's what, that's, that's what I aim to to, to highlight to bring to the to bring to the forefront yeah I think you're definitely accomplishing that and I think it's really cool what you do um so yeah thank you for doing what you're doing um and um saying that you've 
met so many different people. You've also traveled many different places. I've only traveled a handful of places with my family, um, but there are definitely spots that I want to see or I want to see the whole world someday. Um, but yeah, you've traveled quite a bit. So what border has stood out to you the most and why? Well, I'm right there with you in that I just want to see the whole world, man. I just, oh man, it, travel, is, uh, travel is just so special it's so incredible the way that it the way that it teaches you things and 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 the value that you can extract from it but um that's a really good question so my the border that stood out to me the most is probably uh the borders of of northern iraq so the border of iraq with with syria in particular with iran with turkey um so these borders and and this this region in particular is a land that's often misunderstood and feared because of stigma towards a particular race or culture um, and how it's associated with that land and being able to quell that discomfort that that people feel owing to that stigma is really special and there are people that are very entrenched in there so these people that are living in that region are are really in tune with their culture they you know they believe in their culture and they and and it's really amazing when once you dive into it um it's a culture that's really vibrant and, and welcoming and there's a place where you know there was never a moment where i felt really uncomfortable because of the way that people treated me you know it was it was an incredible place to be and 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 the images that and the and the stories that came out of it that not, that i'm now able to share are some of the most poignant some of the most stark um some of the most stark realities that that i'm able to paint now that's yeah amazing I think that's really cool and the like you got to experience that which is really amazing and be in it so I think that's really cool um and as I mentioned at the beginning um in the intro I met um the conch through the powers of power of children award um and that was not too long ago actually and we got to meet in person so that was really cool you were one of five recipients of the award and it was such a real in my opinion it was like a really cool experience um but that's also not why i started my project um to get awards i never started i didn't i didn't start it to get award, awards in fact i didn't even think that i would get awards and still don't think um, or I still don't ever expect awards or anything. Um, I do my project to help others and to spread kindness. So how do you feel about getting awards and what do they mean to you? So to me, what an award means is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to spread the project, to spread the message to even further grounds, to, to expose even more people to the perspectives that I want to share. So I like to see them as an opportunity. So then we met at the at the Poco Awards, right? So along with that award came a $2,500 grant, right? So for instance, I'm using that $2,500 grant to uh, purchase fire extinguishers for a refugee camp in Iraq at the Iraq-Syria border uh, that's been struggling to control uh, uh, fires lately. So... Uh, just very recently, uh, right before right before we won that award, there was uh, a fire that ended up burning down 400 tent shelters in this refugee camp and displaced uh, refugees and asylum seekers that, you know, already are on a second home. They're they're living in tents with the bare minimum, and now their second home is destroyed. It's burned to the ground. They're they're charred tent foundations. You know, as far as the eye can see. There are now hundreds, countless kids with 
not even a second home to live in. They, they don't have anywhere to go now. So witnessing that is what is it. So when I witnessed that, that, that was one particular, very specific thing that I knew I had to do something about. And then when I got the grant money from the Power of Children Award, I immediately knew that that's what I had to use it for, right? I had to use that as an opportunity to do even more good, to, to expand the project, to, to bring it to, to expand the bounds of it, to expand its boundaries. So, so that's, how, that's how I see awards, you know, like you, this started really, really organically. You know, it was, this was a project born out of, out of curiosity and a desire to, to spread empathy, to advance the values of empathy, compassion, understanding, and perspective. So I see them as an opportunity. Yeah, I love that, an opportunity. I think that's a really good way to put it because um, I like to say that I don't do my project to get awards. Um, awards can be nice, like in the way of spreading your message and being able to help more people. Um, but I still like never do it for, for awards or anything. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so I think I really liked how you put that. Um, and people ask me all the time what I'm going to do when I grow up. And I know that you're like, what, you're a senior in high school, right? You're yeah. going to be graduating soon, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, people ask me all the time what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I honestly don't know what I'm going to be. I don't know yet. Um, I'm only in seventh grade. Um, but yeah, I think that I want to go to college. I just don't know what for because there's so many possibilities. Um, but yeah, so you're graduating high school this year. Um, do you have, uh, yeah, what are your plans for the future? And uh, if you have any, and do you have like a dream job? That's a good question. So like you, when I was in seventh grade, I had no clue what I wanted to do, where I was going, what I was going to do in my life, right? Um, I actually still had no clue until about a year ago. So uh, at this point where I am now, a senior in high school, graduating in a couple months, which is still insane to me, which is as wild to me as it is as foreign as me now as it is to you um, right now in seventh grade. But um, so a few months ago, I was accepted to Harvard. So it, more, more likely than not, that's where I'm going to be going to college. So I'm going to, so instead of majors, they have concentrations is what they call it. So it's looking like I'm going to concentrate in English and neuroscience and stay on the pre-med track and hopefully go to med school eventually. Uh, but I've also singled out a couple of professors at a couple of universities that I want to work with really, really bad to continue my Beyond Borders work. So having that sort of professional oversight, the advice and, and, and knowledge that comes with working with someone who's been doing uh, something parallel to you for a lot longer than you have, uh, that's really exciting to me. So then there are a couple of professors that, you know, I've been using art to cultivate empathy, to tell stories uh, in different forms than I have, but it's the, you know, the core of it's the exact same, using art as a medium for change. So I'm really excited to work with those professors as well to, to continue my work and, and, and see where it takes me. Awesome. Well, I know I can't wait to see what you do in the future. It's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, so do you have anything else you want to say before we get on to the rapid fire round? I'm ready for this rapid fire, man. Okay, so I'll just ask you a few questions and you can answer with the first thing that comes to mind. So the first one, what's your favorite color? Green. Favorite animal? Mm, that's a good question. Probably the penguin. Nice. Uh, favorite food? The chicken carbonara from Olive Garden. 
that's oddly specific, but okay. No, I had it. I had it very recently, and it was like it was like a transformative experience for me. <laughs> I've, been it, I've been having it a lot lately. Transitioned from you know tour of Italy to, to chicken carbonara, and it's you know it's going well. It's going well. It's a good food. Oh man, it's good. Very nice. I'll have to I'll have to try it eventually. <laughs> um. So, favorite place that you've traveled? Morocco. Nice. Um. Do you prefer hot or cold? Hot. No, I uh, lied. Cold, cold, cold. Cold. <laughs> cold. Yeah. I don't know why I said hot. I think I just said hot because I'm in the hot. No, 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 no. Cold, cold, cold. Cold. Okay, got it. Cold. <laughs> um, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Trevor Noah. Nice. Could I, could I have two? You can have two. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay, if I had to do two at, at the same time, I'd do Trevor Noah and Hassan Minaj. So do you know who either of those people are by chance? No. Okay, so Trevor Noah is the—he's the host of the Daily Show. He's also um, one of the most incredible storytellers that I've ever seen. So he's a comedian as well as a news anchor, as well as a storyteller. So then, um, you know, in his in his stand-up comedy specials, he tells stories about his life, and and it's incredible the way that he weaves that with a higher message that he intends to propagate to whatever audience he's speaking to, and how he tailors that message for them. And his story is just incredibly inspiring. He wrote um, he wrote a, a a memoir as well, which is probably the favorite piece of which is probably my favorite piece of literature that that I've ever read. Uh, it's called Born a Crime. It's 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 so stark. It's it's just incredible. And then Hassan Minaj, because again, incredible storyteller, very very inspiring, and he, he he's an inspiration to me in particular because the stories that he tells uh, identify with that culture. So he grew up in a, a, he grew up as a first generation American, you know, as I did. My parents immigrated around the same time um, or in their lives as his parents immigrated in their, in their 20s. So uh, I, I can identify with him, identify with a lot of the things that he's gone through and the way that he shares stories about his life to, to provoke thought in everybody's minds is, is just incredible to me. And, and that's, a, that's something that, you know, uh, I aspire to be as proficient that as he is. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so uh, right. would you rather? Oh, sorry. This no, is that's... rapid fire. I completely got carried away. No, that's really amazing. I didn't know <laughs> who either of those were, but that's really, really cool. I love it. Um, so thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, if you or would you rather be able to speak all languages in the world or speak to animals? Speak all languages in the world. Um, connecting with people is something that that I value a lot. So as of right now, um, uh, you know, obviously I speak English. I'm, I'm basically fluent in Hindi. I'm also um, fluent, if not very close to fluent in Spanish and can understand Marathi. So languages, you know, I also did a brief stint in, in Mandarin Chinese uh, a couple of years ago and some of that still stuck with me. But um, languages is, are just, they're, they're just fascinating to me, you know. And actually in college, I hope to, I hope to learn a new romance language uh, to be decided. But um, <laughs> languages are just are just fascinating to me and how they serve as, you know, like a medium to connect with people all over the world. It's, it's just incredible. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. I um, tried to learn Spanish a while ago and I need to stay persistent with that because, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a user or loser thing for sure. Yeah. So I, I would agree with you on languages. Um, so would you rather have a giraffe neck or an elephant trunk? I have a giraffe neck I feel like it'd be super cool to like be able to like see so much more than I can see now with my own eyes 
you know, kind of like a like a physical representation of an expanding of perspective, if you will. That's cool. That yeah. For no reason at all. But um, no, I feel like that'd be I feel like that'd be super cool. <laughs> yeah, my reason would have been I could be taller than my younger brother, who's a head taller uh, than me. Too. But that's you know, that's too. a good reason too. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where can people find you on social media? So you can find my Instagram at EKT underscore photos. That's where I post uh, a lot of my photography, a lot of my images. But if you want to see a greater collection of my images, a wider variety, you know, stuff I do for school, stuff I do for pleasure. Uh, in addition to my Beyond Borders work, uh, check out my website, uh, EKTphotography.com. Make sure to follow Econch in his amazing journey. And for the last question to ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile? Stories make me smile, man. Every single kind of a, so every single kind of story. So these stories that I've heard all over the world, um, these stories that, you know, I hear about other people making change. So your story makes me smile. The stories that I heard when, when we met the other incredible change makers at POCA, just being in the same room as them for, for that long to, to be able to talk to them, to, to hear their story, how they're changing the world. I was really special, man. And, you know, if you couldn't tell, I literally have not been able to keep a smile off my face this entire interview. So just interacting with people, building connections, it's, oh, it's just a great time. I love it. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, and as you can see, it made me smile. And I hope it makes everyone else listening to this uh, smile as well. Um, remember that you don't just have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid too. I hope you have a great day. Bye.